Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They're Snap, Crackle, and Pop's older brothers, Mitch and the Professor, featuring special guest Eric Lifson. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. Hey Mitch. And today we have the co-founder of Scrumble Network and GAX Exchange, Eric Lifson. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Cool. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. We're excited to hear about the project and what you're doing with uh, Hobie Exchange on the Fast Track project. Yeah, totally. Um, so first of all, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about Scrumble Network, and then we can talk about the uh, the cool stuff going on with Hobie Fast Track. So. Scrumble Network was started because there's a really major problem uh, in society right now. And the problem is that we are actually in a data security crisis. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about what happened with Facebook, right? Like 87 million accounts were compromised. Uh, you've got data all over the place. Um, and, you know, people's privacy matters. And um, I mean, Telegram had 70 million accounts that were hacked. Uh, and then we go to like certain countries, let's say like China, where the biggest um, uh, social media app is called WeChat. WeChat has over 900 million users. Mm -hmm. And what's cool or what's, what's actually a little bit scary about it is that they actively censor your conversation. So if you talk about specific things, um, they'll actually potentially give you a notification, lock your content, or wow. if it's very extreme, they'll, they'll do what the Chinese style, which is take you out for tea, which means basically the government goes and sits down with you, takes you for tea and kind of gives you the business and says, Hey, like you better stop what you're doing. So are you um, kidding me? I'm, I'm not joking. So, wow. um, now some of the things that have been banned for, for conversations obviously are political stuff. Like, you you can't you know there was like a meme comparing Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh, um, and there was things like that, and you know he did not take kindly to that. So uh, you know you're 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 not allowed to say that. There's certain things that are censored, um, and one of the things that is censored, which is very interesting, is actually uh, ICOs, blockchain, crypto, things like that. So. Um, you know, you have a, you have a market, quite frankly, where most people don't realize that what eighty percent of the crypto market is from Asia, and mostly that is from China. So, um, you know, a lot of people, for example, think that Japan or Korea or things like that are are things that are driving the market, when in fact it's still mostly Chinese. Uh, I, I went to a a conference um, in in Korea. That has uh, that I was, I was speaking in front of five thousand people called Token Sky, and it was pretty much all Chinese. They actually translated it into Chinese. They didn't even translate it to Korean. Um, so, and a lot of people are, are are Chinese people behind, let's say, a Japanese or Korean VPN. So, long story short, the 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 need for secure communications. You know, I'm I'm from I'm from Toronto, Canada, um, and I'm, I get you know some people are from let's say. The U.S. or something that might listen to this podcast, but it's easy to kind of forget that you know 
data security in in other countries is not just a nice to have it's literally could be life or death and um you know we we start to look at the importance of that so what we did was we created um our own protocol called scrumble network scrumble network is uh designed for uh data security and uh freedom of communication and it's a protocol that's done to enable um you know if i want to talk if i want to send you let's say a thousand dollars on ether using ether right you'll wait two or three minutes it's fine but if you want to connect with me right now people are now accustomed to using whatsapp wechat things like that and you need a way to connect that's very secure and very easy and so what we've done is we, we within four or five seconds of consensus time we're able to connect securely create a a, 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 a private a secret key that only we have access to and we get into a peer-to-peer -peer, um, communication session what that means is that there's no centralized server so only we have access to that communication and we can and then with that there's many things that you can do with that so for example we which we'll talk about later we uh, there's the first DAP that's on Scrumble Network called Ally you can download it on iOS or Android and ALLY, like my friend, my ally. And uh, it's got 150,000 users. Uh, it's pretty active and we see some pretty great things being discussed on it. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of one on one or small group stuff. So obviously, we can't see what's going on there because it's private, but there's a lot of group stuff too. So we see people talking about politics uh, that they, they are not comfortable talking about on WeChat or on WhatsApp or whatever. Um, we see people talking about, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, ICOs, things like that, where in their country, they're not allowed to talk about it. We also see things like lesbian and gay rights. We, talk, talk, we see a lot of different things that maybe in their countries, they don't feel confident talking about. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we see a lot of use case for Ally. And um, we, you know, we, we started this last year. We did, uh, did the ICO on uh, may 5th 2018 it sold out in one hour um oh, wow. and and uh we had um we did um listen on a few exchanges we, we've been able to attract some of the top advisors in the world we've got uh anthony diorio we've, uh, who's co-founder of ethereum uh we've got uh jeff pulver who started a three billion dollar vonage company um and early investor in twitter um and then we have um, CTO of Aon, Jin Genius 2. And, and finally, uh, we're backed by uh, University of Toronto, uh, the Rotman uh, Business School, uh, where they have a blockchain and fintech um, department. So uh, one of the uh, professors there is one of our advisors as well. So well, we, that's we pretty cool. So this is this everything you're talking about right now really is what Scrumble Network is all about, right? I mean, it's about decentralized decensored communications and and securing communications whether it be data or whether it be vocal communications am i am i right on that you're, that... you're so you're absolutely correct and it's also okay. um decentralized file storage um you know call we, we have automatic we, we can call decentralized we can we're, we're working on video right now uh, we have so it working is it an in beta. Is it an app, Eric? Is it an application that someone would install in order to use the network? Or is it, enlighten so, us a little bit on that. 
Yeah, so um, so basically the network is called Scrumble Network. Uh, and we have a bunch of different groups building apps on that or dApps, right? Um, okay. Currently, there's one dApp that's on it that you can use right now. And it's called Ally. A-L-L-Y. Right. A-L-L-Y. Okay. Yeah. So I encourage you to download it, check it out on the iOS or Android uh, stores. Um, and, you know, you can experience for yourself what it's like to, you know, on the app using Scrumble Network, you can talk to somebody, you can directly connect with them and have your own private secure communication. You can send crypto. Right now we support SKM, but we're going to support other cryptos in the future, right? So I can talk to you and instead of, hey, what's your address? What's your Ether address? Da, da, da. Let me copy and paste it. I just say, hey, nice to, nice to talk to you, Mitch. Uh, here you go. Happy birthday. Click. Done. And I send it to you in conversation, in context, securely, and we can talk about anything we want. Um, and, you know, really, it's the future of communication. Right. Now, you said you said that only we hold the keys. We, we as in we as in the communicators or we as in your network? Uh, we as the communicators. So it's okay. it, it, it basically automatically creates. And, and what's cool about it is you don't have to be super technical to use this, right? We wanted it to right. be where like your grandmother could use this and she might not even realize that she's using blockchain technology, but never it, underestimate your grandmother guy. <laughs> right? exactly. She get out of a chair and beat you with a broomstick quicker than snot. Come on now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, uh, your grandmother is probably very tech savvy, I'm sure. So <laughs> not not to bring her into this, you know. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's kind of the background, right? And um we we see that the time is now to make make some moves on the data security side. Um and really, you know, there's a lot of projects out there to be honest. And um I, I'm just gonna say it, a lot of them are complete BS. There's no real use case. It's just like a, a pump and dump. It's there to, you know, um, kind of kind of show, hey, look, it, it's all about the token, right? And I'll tell you my, my favorite quote. I, I did my MBA out of Boston, and I, I, I'll tell you my favorite quote from one of my professors there, which was, a commodity is a failure of market innovation, which means that if you have just anything like a commodity, like you know, a piece of meat or a piece of wheat or something like that, that could be anything, then, you know, that's not, that's not interesting. That's, that's just, it's, it could go up, it could go down, but there's nothing of real value there. Whereas what we're, what we're working on building is something that's real and something that actually has value and can do things. Um, and, and I, I, I hate to say that that's a pretty novel thing in this, in this market from what I've seen, because, you know, having visited several of the of of some of the project let's say in china or i've been to china nine times uh my wife is chinese i speak basic mandarin um you know the the so some of these projects honestly are just complete scams they you go there there's one person in in a room and it's it's just some some marketing and and, and hype right and you know what we stand for like people who come to to uh you know our, our technical office is built is is in toronto canada right um and you come if you come to toronto canada you come visit our office and anyone who comes is welcome to you know we actually get a lot of visitors to come by um you know 
when they see what we're doing, they see that we have over 40 people on our team. They see what we're building. They see, okay, this is, this is real. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that, that we distance ourselves from some of the ICO scam and hype and really show, focus on building something great and, you know, doing something outstanding. I agree with you totally on distancing yourself to a point. Now, let me ask you this. Are you, would you consider yourself in a bubble when it comes to your project or do you see other projects as they are? And do you, are you aware of projects out there that are in position to help eliminate scammy projects or post reviews for, you know, whether positive or negative for projects? Are you aware of, of stuff like that or are you stuck in, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, your focus, let me rephrase that. Your focus is your project, but are you aware of other projects similar to that in that regard of spreading information? Like, like good quality projects? Um, well, yeah, like a quality project that would represent an unbiased means of review of a project to tell people whether it's a scammy project or whether it's a you know positive going forward project. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the problem, right? I mean, there's a, so there's a few good like review sites, but here's the problem, right? And this is how it was kind of explained to me. So the majority of this market, let's face it, is highly speculative. Um, and, you know, it's okay for people to want to make money and to do whatever they want to do, right? But, um, you know, I mean, when we're talking about technology and we're talking about you know, advancing, advancing the blockchain ecosystem, advancing these kind of things. Um, and, you know, it, it seems that um, the second that the market hits a hiccup, people want to dump tokens, or it seems that, you know, uh, the, the patience is like, you know, they just, they just want to make a quick buck and, and do a quick flip. And um, that's fine. Right. But, you know, um, there's a, there's just so many projects out there. Like, I, I get a lot of notifications and like of new projects and things like that. And, and I was, I was sent one, I was sent one project the other day and it was like a chance to get rich, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, like going to 10 X in one day. And it's like, okay, but what is the project at all? <laughs> like, it's just right. like, like, what are you guys doing even? Like, it's like at least have, you know, something <laughs> don't just like my favorite. My favorite's when somebody puts on Twitter, I'm giving away 0.2 Bitcoin, but they only have like 40 followers. It's like, really? I, I Yeah, okay. But you got to follow me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> me up. Sure, I'll I get mean, right on that. What's the link? <laughs> I mean, it, this whole market is, is very interesting. Like, for example, and I mean, I'll say something that might be controversial, but, you know, look at Tron, right? Tron literally i'm sorry like if you talk to any technical people or if you say whatever there's not much there right but because of the the charisma and the heavy financial backing behind it um that's doing significant market making then they're able to go and 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 do that and then you've got and then they're then they're taking BitTorrent, which is something i've been using since i was like i don't know 15 years old um and and they just commoditized it and added it to their thing because they didn't have anything else. So they're saying, okay, Tron now is this big thing. And then all of a sudden we're going to pull something out of nothing and just create another hundred million dollar market cap token. That's based on nothing. Uh, um, but, but people love it, especially out of China. 
Uh, I, I was just in consensus and like, he's got like a bunch of group. I saw Justin and he's like got a, a bunch of groupies and like a big bodyguard. And, like it's a whole, sh- a whole like thing, you know? Um, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny, right? Justin sounds my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the the Hobie Fast Track program. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. So so it's kind of cool. It's, you know, it's nice to see exchanges offering things like that, where instead of just listing a new project, you know, kind of in the dark and like they usually do, it just oh here's a new here's a new project we're listing, but we don't can tell you why or anything like that. It's really cool to be able to see the community influence showing when your community can can band together and win you an, a vote onto an exchange, it really shows something about the project. So you know, I, I like to see exchanges doing that. Totally. And, you know, back last year, um, uh, Scrumble Network was ranked by ICO Drops in Q2, uh, top, top five ROI globally and top five global community as well. Um, you know, we have 150,000 real users on our DAP ally. We have um you know tens i mean i think seventy thousand at its peak or eighty thousand uh from all our social networks including wechat um and telegram and twitter um and most of the action is actually happening on wechat believe it or not um and telegram but um you know i also please feel free to to follow us on twitter and uh and follow us on uh on telegram as well um but you know, uh, what's really great is that people genuinely care about what we're standing for. And so, for example, we've done actually four uh, global world tours already for the project, three in Asia and one in Europe. And uh, when we were in when we were in China, for example, we had a few people who were literally telling us, hey, like, thank you so much for bringing freedom of speech to China. I mean, it was it was a pretty like crazy thing for people to say right but you know and they were doing like a toast to us and that was pretty special you know because you have these people who maybe publicly it's all good they can say whatever they want but but privately they're telling us hey like we're really scared about what's happening we're scared about the data um you know it's not like for example canada or the u.s where uh xi jinping who's the uh prime minister of china just announced that there's no term limit anymore uh, for any any prime minister, and he announced that all possessions can be taken by the government at any time. So, um, yeah, I it's kind of crazy. If that that would be scary to me, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, so you know, we have people who are starting to say, "Hey, like, I need to make sure like my my uh, possessions are are taken care of. I need to make sure that my you know uh, my my life is 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 in control." And I need to make sure my data is in control, right? And so that's why, for example, Anthony Diorio um, is a big fan of what we're doing. He's a co-founder of Ethereum because, you know, it's because that's the future. You need, you, you need to take control of your life and take control of your, your data destiny. And that's, that's where we're standing for. So, so what's your data destiny? Data destiny, you know, is, is, just, is just the confidence and peace of mind that, you you know that everything you're saying and everything you know it's not like it's not like you're doing anything let's say malicious or anything like sketchy right but you you want to make sure that you own your data um and you know we 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 kind of becoming desensitized to it a little bit because every single week there's a new story uh from facebook to telegram to 
you know, all these guys were, uh, you know, and then there's, there's like uh, health insurance and things like that. Everything is just like getting, getting crazy. Right. We're growing fast. It's fucking exponentially crazy. <laughs> the shit that's coming out and the things, the places we're going and, and the things that are happening, both good and bad are just mind blowing every day. It's kind of like a whirlpool where when you're on the outside rim, you're, you're moving relatively slow. And as you get closer into the center of it the vortex you know you're spinning like a top so right what's at I the think bottom that's of the kind whirlpool? of <laughs> right that's kind of where we're headed you know and the, the hole can get really deep if we don't start bracing ourselves to pull out of it yeah 100 percent. and like there's some really crazy trends right now right so i don't know if you have heard about this but last week there was some crazy big news out of the u.s which was um which was that they're thinking of breaking up a bunch of the top tech companies in in, in the u.s Google, Amazon, Facebook, they're, they're, they're literally starting to look at, hey, these guys are too powerful. Um, and that, I mean, the stock market dropped like 10% in one day because of that. Right. Um, yep. I, don't, I don't know if you remember that, but that's a pretty big deal. Uh, and there's reasons for that because, because you know, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a crazy example, right? But, um, you know, we, talk, we start to think about, like, like you mentioned, there's good and bad of data, right? Um, I mean, Google's a fantastic company. There's a lot of good stuff. Like your life is genuinely easier in many ways because of Google. Um, and, you know, but there's things like, for example, um, you know, Google Home or things like that, where everything you're saying, you don't know what's being recorded. You don't know what's not being recorded. Right. Um, and so here's a crazy example. Right. So, um, you, you know, you know, the, the company Target, right? The, the retailer, uh, it's kind of like Walmart. Um, Target. So, yeah, Target. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they were able. To, this happened a couple of years ago. They they were able to look at people's purchasing decisions, um, and they were able to tell if someone, if if a woman, would be pregnant in the future. And so they actually were able to say by their purchase decisions, not like oh, I'm looking at like baby stuff or whatever. That's too obvious. They were literally able to look at people's purchase decision and within like a few weeks say congratulations on being pregnant to people. Now, this they actually started sending these like new um, direct mail pieces to some of these people based on their data things. And they were very accurate. Um, and, you know, some people, for example, they're, they're, they, were with, they were with their family, with their dads, or they were, you know, with their boyfriends. They didn't even know that they were pregnant yet. And so we're like, what the hell are you talking about? They're, they're pregnant. So the point is, is that with, with, the, with the right AI and the right algorithms and things like this, we're getting into a point where the predictive analytics are so strong. Um, that, and you look, I mean, have you guys ever used WeChat before? Reach app? WeChat? WeChat? No, I have WeChat. not used WeChat. Okay. No. I definitely, I mean, if you, uh, if you go to China, you literally can't do anything without chat. I, I, was, I was on the... Uh, I was on the street uh, a few weeks ago in China and there was a blind man playing one of those like instruments and um, like, it sounds like a sad song. I don't know what it's called, but um, they, he, even he was not accepting cash anymore. Everything is through WeChat. And so um, what's crazy about WeChat is they, it's also your, your Google, your Google uh, maps. It's also your Uber. It's a t it's, they have a thing called DD, which which is your which is how you drive. It has your wallet. It has every single thing about you in one place. So everything is known. 
And so, you know, we have to, we have to start thinking and being, and just creating that conversation and, and saying, look, like, are we going to, like, we, we need to at least take back some of our data security. And that's why we started Scrumble Network. So we're doing this whole B fast track, right? Um, we're really uh, honored and, and excited to do that. Um, and we want to bring the, this data security to the world. And so um, we're, we're, you know, yeah, we're really excited. And, um, you know, the, the vote is on the 13th uh, of June and we really want to win. <laughs> All right, guys, you so, heard it. Make sure to vote for Scrumble Network on the uh, Hobie Fast Track vote on June 13th. Yeah. I mean, guys, please. What are your thoughts on decentralization and why we need it so fast? Um, I mean, once again, right, like, look, you, you need a little bit of centralization, okay? Because otherwise things just won't get done. So, for example, like, and, and this is a bit of a, uh, you know, a paradox, right? Because for us, for example, to do a decentralized communication platform of Scrumble Network, we had to, in a centralized way, create all the marketing materials, do the, do the global world tour, convince people to buy the token, and you know, like do that. And if, and if it's not centralized, people are not going to do that work. Right. But as you start to scale it and grow it, then you need to decentralize it and then start giving it to the people. Right. Right. That's a good point. There is kind of a balance there. Yeah. And that's, and that's one kind of thing that people don't necessarily think about. Right. You think like everything should just be decentralized, but at the end of the day, you do need to appeal to human nature. Right. So, you know, there's a reason why communism doesn't work. Right. You, 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 I mean, look at China, for example, it's a perfect example. You, you, you have so much power up, up front. And then the way that people are now incentivized, it, it's now hyper capitalism in China. Exactly. Too much of any one good, any one thing is never good. Whether it's, whether it's too much control, whether it's too much centralization, whether it's too much of the opposite of that. I don't think anything in one extreme direction or the other is a positive thing. I think you're hundred percent correct. So what do you like about Montana? I know Montana? you said on, on Twitter the other day that it was one of your favorite states. Uh, well, I mean, I, I actually grew up in the States for like 10 years of my life and out of Colorado. Um, and, you know, Montana is a great state because it's, it's, uh, it's very chill. It's very, you know, very laid back and it's got some, you know, really cool stuff to see. Really beautiful. Nice. What part of Montana did you spend most of your time in? Um... I, you know, I, I don't remember a specific place. I just remember, you know, seeing some, a bunch of the nature stuff and, you know, driving around and, you know, I think there was some hiking. Sheer breathtaking like, views. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty beautiful, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Absolutely. If we ever get back up this way, we'll have to go have a beer. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so, if, you ever, if you ever come to Toronto, you, you hit us up. You let us know. And I'll also go Raptors, by the way. Like we're one game away from, the, from winning a championship. Yeah, I noticed that you use in your very first tweet ever, like almost 10 years ago, the first thing that you ever said was something about the Raptors. You joined Twitter and go Raptors. So yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a pretty a big, big Raptors, Raptors fan. fan. I'm sure as you I'm sure as you know, um, Toronto has not been the best sports city in the past. Uh, <laughs> last last championship we won was 1993 for the Blue Jays. And, um, you know, we we, I mean, the Raptors have never made the finals until this year, and I have witnessed. I don't know. Are you guys basketball fans? Do you guys know Andrea Bargnani, the number one? Not pick? very well. No, my, my uh, wife few, would be a few all years over ago. that. But <laughs> <laughs> like we, we had some. Card, but... <laughs> let, let's just 
let's just say it's been some 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 weak years <laughs> for many many years and we, we 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 i mean other than vince carter for a little bit we we haven't had really much to cheer for so um the fact that we're in the finals three to one against golden state and i'm going to the next game and i'm very very excited i hope we win the championship um which was unheard of you know a year ago uh we're we're just su- like the whole city is just super jazzed so Nice. Um, and Toronto, and by the way, most people don't realize Toronto is the fourth biggest lar- uh, media market or biggest market in North America. Most Crazy. people don't realize that. Did not know that. So, uh, you know, you got uh, New York is number two, LA is number three, Toronto is number four, and Chicago is number five. But props if you can tell me what's number one. Not a clue. Detroit. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you guys. I'm putting you guys on the Maybe spot. Putting you guys ago. on the spot. Number just, one. What's I'm the number one market? You don't tell me. <laughs> the number one marketing number 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 one sized city in in north america are you talking size oh, or are you talking economic market like size? population like population population are we okay i'm, I'm gonna assume oh, somewhere yeah. in california san francisco or la or something like that no All mexico right. city mexico city Oh, oh, North oh, America. God. See, see, I'm being self-centered and thinking about fucking America. <laughs> the North American. of America. Typical fucking American. <laughs> right. We're Dro- talking about the North of America. Yeah, Eric's <laughs> norther than we are. America, <laughs> right? Just word. Don't talk about it. Kadam Ruper. America. <laughs> well, I know you guys are hoarding all the good donuts and ketchup chips up there, so. Yes, we are. Nice. Nice. Cool, man. Cool. So, since you're from Toronto, have you ever watched Corner Gas? I've actually never watched the show. It it honestly seems really lame. See, so I don't know if this is stereotypical of me for assuming that, but I just know it's a really big show in Canada, and I just discovered it, like, I don't know, a few months ago, and I thought it looked stupid, too. So, we're sitting there, my wife and I, at night, looking for some dumb TV show to go off into for a while, and we're like, hey, this looks (laughs) stupid, so we clicked on it. And then all of a sudden, it was actually really hilarious. Just check it really? out. I don't know how this turned into a plug for a TV show that's like 10 years old. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds See, like the McKenzie about... boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> what's interesting about Toronto and Canada, like, it's, it, it's, a very, it's very different than the rest of Canada. So when people think, like, oh, you guys are like, you know, Canadians. We're, we're, we're Canadians, but we're a little bit like, I don't know. We're more like the New York of Toronto, right? I mean, I'm sorry, New York of Canada. So, you know, like, like a New Yorker is not going to run and watch like corner gas. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I it's you. more, it's like, I this, got you. this is like a, you're, the most the multicultural city in the world. You're trying to tell me? We're a little bit like that. You, you, yeah, got really, it. you got you know, just like Montana is the better North Dakota. No offense to any of you out there right. in North Dakota. I can't say, I can't help it. Born and raised We're here. above <laughs> you after all, right? Or oh, you're shit. above us, I should say. <laughs> So Eric, if you if you were to have gone to lunch with Warren Buffett, who would you have invited with you, and why? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I probably. Hmm, you put me on the spot there. That's a good question. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer, honestly. I, I, I mean, I would you, don't, find... you don't have any opinions of anybody that's strong within cryptocurrency that would have that would have aided in the discussion, or even a good friend that might have just been an entertaining dinner date. <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> I you mean, didn't know us back then, so we're out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I, I, I'm. Are you, so are you friends with Justin Sun? Like, is he your buddy? No, I was just being a smartass. 
I just okay. I like okay. John a little bit, so we like <laughs> to put you on a spot like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we try to stay like, impartial. Like the thing is, like let's let's be very objective, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try and bring mainstream adoption to crypto, and you're presenting to a guy like Warren Buffett who really you know, he, I think he literally used the quote, it's crypto is like rat poison or something. I think you yeah, even said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Justin's son would not be the top choice I would have to, <laughs> to convince him. First of all, uh, you know, his English is not a hundred percent. That's just from a logistics perspective. Second is that, um, you know, he, there is a perception that it is a very scammy project. Um, and which is fine. Right. I mean, that's, that's some people like that, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, like um Well, I think the bigger picture is, you know, I, I mean I'm not really too worried about whether or not Justin Sun would, would be a good choice. But I would I would like to say that there is another even if Justin Sun maybe isn't the best person for a publicity level, um, there there's a point of just that greater exposure of the media, like, oh, this all of a sudden people just see they don't know who the hell Justin Sun is or even what Tron is. They just right. see a cryptocurrency guy donated $4.5 million to a charity. And as a result, got to sit down with Warren Buffett and talk about crypto. And so I don't Which think anybody a lot believes more than that. Anybody else can say. Yeah, I don't think anybody's yeah, going to convince I, it's Warren Buffett. It's a great Buffett, publicity but... stunt. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, say exactly. otherwise. You know, so, it's the, so the question is, who would you take with market. you? Other than Justin right, Sun, who would you take with you? If, you? if you were the one going in place of Justin. I mean, like, so so I, I would take maybe one of our advisors, right? Like we have, I would, uh, or or one of our like partners, right? So. For example, like Anthony Diorio, who's co-founder of Ethereum, like he's very well spoken. You know, he can he 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 can speak, let's say, from a crypto perspective, but also from like a business perspective. You know, he can speak in in a way that likely, you know, would would gear, gain some respect from Warren Buffett. I, I think Warren Buffett probably is having second thoughts on this on this on this uh, lunch, to be honest. <laughs> I think um, he's no, eating his comments myself. He'll have a good time. Yeah. One way or he'll the have other. A good like, it's going to be fun, right? But like, and funny for sure. I mean, entertainment level will be definitely high. But in terms of actually gaining mainstream adoption, you know, I would, I would love to, to be, for it to be represented by like good quality people. You know, another one that, that's, clo that's close with us here in Toronto is a co founder of Aeon, Matthew Spoke. He's like a really solid guy, very well spoken, can speak. He, you know, um, he, he was part of Deloitte's, you know, practice in, in North America for blockchain. Like th these are, these are guys that you are, can be credible and can talk about adoption and how to do it. And like, and even talk about it from an investment perspective or talk, you know, versus, versus just like a lot of hype and like, I mean, props to him for doing the marketing. Like it's fantastic. Right. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, uh, piss on him for that. Right. But you know, I, you just want to make sure that you get you get one crack at it and it's it's going to be good. Right. Well, one thing that I do, uh, I think, is that we, all, we always talk on the show a lot about needing better educational materials for the people who have absolutely no clue. And I think Warren Buffett would be a good subject for that. So I know he's got like massive amounts of knowledge in the financial sector and all that, obviously. But but that aside, I think we need to have somebody that can sit down with him and go back to preschool on the Bitcoin side of things and be like, this, look, this is what it is. And this is how it works. And this is what it does. Yep. And it's not, you know, it's not just this big, horrible thing. And, and I, I, like I yeah. say, I don't think anybody's ever going to really convince Warren Buffett. He, he's got his own mind no. made up and, and yeah, what absolutely. he says may not even be what he thinks. You know, he might, he's a smart guy. 
I think he probably gets yeah. it maybe a little bit, but just doesn't want to publicize it because look at how much he stands to lose from cryptocurrencies if he's not. I was so, going to say, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody paid him to be negative about cryptocurrencies just so the price would stay low. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a that. number of theories, you're, you're, you know, but it's not crazy <laughs> at all. It's not crazy. What are you saying? But yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. So hopefully, hopefully some good publicity comes of it at the same time. And I'm just glad that the money's going to a charity. So Warren Buffett's philosophy, yeah. I mean, everyone, like everyone and their mother knows that his philosophy is you never invest in anything that you can't understand, right? If you look at a lot of his businesses that he's invested in, you know, one of, one of, his, one of his core ones was Dairy Queen, right? So it's a Berkshire Hathaway, which is his, his company, owns Dairy Queen. They own things like that. It's like very traditional businesses. You know, people like ice cream. I can sell them ice cream. Here's how much we make, et cetera. It's a very standard, traditional brick and mortar business. And so, I mean, I would say the prospect of convincing him, like you said, is very unlikely, but at least, you know, okay, uh, you know, at least there could be some education, right? So, right. yeah, exactly. So, your cover photo on Twitter is Star Wars. You're a pretty big Star Wars fan? I would say I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm very opinionated. On, on the subject <laughs> <laughs> nice I'm, I'm not one of those like you know super fans that knows all the little individual weird character names like the ones that aren't even pictured and stuff like that but it's it's there's a certain nostalgia of it for me because it was like one of my first favorite movies as a kid and so i get you know really giggly when i think about star wars and um i just saw that and it kind of reminded me my, my wife did a cool thing for me on my birthday here recently and she put a tweet out hoping that mark hamill would uh wish me happy birthday and he liked it so i got my little my like button touched by awesome. the force. I was a little giggly about that. So, oh my god, that was so cool. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking that's hey, yeah, pretty cool, god, man." Damn it. I mean, I know that's not like, as far as I'm concerned, Luke Skywalker said hi, so that counts, right? <laughs> Dude, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty the awesome. Best part that is awesome. That was fun. Your life has meaning now. It does. The, it, it all has come <laughs> together, and like, I finally am I'm whole again. You know, like there can never be any Star Wars <laughs> movies anymore, and I'm I'm happy. I'll just go back and watch the first three over and over again. <laughs> that's pretty awesome man that's yeah, what awesome. happens when you put all your logs in a hot fire you know exactly exactly <laughs> so how did you get into i know you, your profile says you're into drumming and stuff are, are you like in a band or are you more like a traditional type what's what's yeah. your what are you into i was i was playing for like 15 20 years um and wow. uh like i i i used to like have a band we played all over we played actually at a famous place called the alma combo where like the Rolling Stones played in Toronto. Nice. And um, you know, we we yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, you know, I'm uh, I I like it's tough to find time to play, but I love to jam and you know, it's it's really fun. Yeah. What kind of what kind of music did you guys focus on? Um, a, a pretty eclectic mix. Um, every like some of my favorite bands include uh, Pearl Jam, uh, nice. Radiohead. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like those kind of those kind of things, and okay. um, and you know then everything from like hip hop to Latin to metal to uh, you know everything. I, I'm music is like cool. probably my yeah. biggest passion. <laughs> right awesome. on. Right so, on. So so who's your favorite band then, or should I say? I mean that's that's a hard one to really answer, but let's let's say who's your most inspirational or influential band to you? It's a mix between Radiohead and Pearl Jam for me. Nice. And those are the, those, those the are two both favorite bands. Amazing bands. Oh yeah, I'd have to go with Pearl Jam. <laughs> per, yeah, Pearl Jam. I mean, that's I. I used to have a Pearl Jam disc set that I got off one of those stupid like 
buy 10 CDs and get like a hundred free or whatever <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. in the mail. And I, <laughs> I used to play that thing back and forth to everywhere I went in high school. So, but speaking of Radiohead, have you seen that, that YouTube video from way back when to that, that uh, homeless guy singing creep on the radio? No, I didn't oh, see that. Huh? Man, you have to check it out. It's, it's amazing. It just reminded oh, me when awesome, you said, man. I haven't seen it in forever, but that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah. What's your favorite guys? What's your favorite bands? You oh, hell. I mean, CCR, if, I, if I'm really honest, I think CCR is probably my most favorite. I mean, I've got a lot of favorite bands, but I think they probably stand out to me. If you were talking like back in the day, I would say Montrose. If you were talking uh, current society, I would say Shinedown. Uh, Shinedown okay. would be my my favorite newer band. That's it, fucking hands down not, for sure. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with those guys. No. Oh my oh god! Man, check it out. You, uh, and you might have heard some of their songs out. and just didn't <laughs> didn't know it. But yeah, I mean, okay, I'll I, take I, it. I was watching a there was a Shinedown album. They only released one album on vinyl, ever, and yep. it was a limited edition. And I've been watching for it and watching for it. And finally, one came up on eBay, and it was signed. Wow. And I was like, oh my god! But then it ended up selling for four hundred bucks, and I was like, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> but right, but, right. Yeah, it was cool. They're, you should check them out. They're, yeah, I they're, love it. They're a great band. Yep. Oh. Awesome, sure. awesome. Yep. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. This was pretty awesome. I mean, I'm really looking forward to learning more even about the, the Scrumble project and, you know, how the advancements of it can help decentralize our communications because, you know, just a few days ago, you've seen the whole Twitter thing go down where a lot of accounts got, you know, shut down or whatever, and nobody really knows why. It just happens, and it's, you know, everybody says, oh, the Twitter police, and it's like, you know, why? It's just ridiculous. I want to also just say a big shout out to Dominic at, at Hobie Exchange for hooking us up with Eric here. It's uh, that was really really kind of him, and I appreciate that. Heck yeah, definitely. And uh, guys, vote for uh, vote for SCAM Scrumble Network on Hobie Fast Track. Let's do this. June thirteenth, right on. Hell yeah! All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much, eh? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You have a good one. Have a great day. Cheers. Well, that was really cool learning more about Scrumble Network. I, I had a chance to kind of briefly look it over before we had this call, and I was already intrigued. And hearing more details, I'm I'm actually kind of fascinated. I want to check it out more and, and kind of see the deeper details on it and what they're what they're planning in the future on a more in-depth level. You know, I, I'd like to say that I had that much responsibility this morning to do just that, but you know what the reality is? I was talking with my boys, <laughs> J-Mac and Clint Westwood, and oh, cementing yeah. in plans for going to Jersey, brother. So I had my priorities were a little off this morning, <laughs> but that's where I was doing, you know? 12, man. I, I get oh, you. my God. Our rooms are reserved. We got the car set up. Oh, yeah. It's Hell going yeah. down, man, and it is going to be insane. I'm As it gets closer... Every podcast, I swear to God, we do. I'm going to be throwing it out there because I'm getting excited as hell. Definitely. I mean, just the thing about being able to meet all these people that I've been talking to for the last three months, four months, five months, whatever. It's crazy. It's I can't wrap my head around it. I'm so excited. Absolutely. And guys, keep an eye on the Crypto Campfire Twitter and, and Mitch's Twitter during that Jersey meetup because there's there's going to be some live streams, some live podcasts and some other stuff that he's going to be doing while he's over there. So keep an eye on, on the Twitter page for all that. Absolutely. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. Try and get everybody in as much as I could. So guys, as always, you know, I, I like to throw it out there. If you guys feel like it, you know, throw a tip log in the campfire. We do this for you. We hope you guys love the show. 
uh, spread the word. That's probably the biggest support you can give us in all honesty is to just get us out there. You know, if you like it, share it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening today. We really appreciate it. Heck yeah. It was a really good time having Eric on here and we look forward to all the other guests we have coming up soon. Um, and also we plan to have our website up here within the next week or two. So keep an eye out for that as well. Heck yeah. Looking forward to it. You guys have a great day. Peace.